We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Thursday, December the 8th, 2022. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. Appreciate you all tuning in. We have got a lot to get into. Slow news day, eh? Slow news day or so. The last, <laughs> the last 15 hours or so. Um, again, really excited to take your questions, your comments, your calls. 843-790-3377. I see... Tylenol, you can't hear me, okay? Can everybody else hear me? Um, let me know if y'all can hear me. You should be able to. It looks like the volume's coming through fine on my end. Uh, Tylenol, maybe make sure you're not muted. I see Madison, Cody Gaskin, see Youngblood, Tomato, Mouth, okay? Justin Langford, John Edwards says, everybody relax. I dig music, Stephen Bobwell Jr., Gad, Lexi, Connor Lee, Austin War, Chuck. Appreciate you all tuning in. Also, those... In the Big Cock Club Discord, over the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel, be sure your questions are answered. Okay, looks like volume is good. Um, guys, of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go down to the Price Picks app, go to PricePicks.com when you do use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% deposit match up to $100. Again, that's our friends with Price Picks. You can play anything and everything college sports, pro sports, anything. And everything in between, guys, they have got it for you. And so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. Again, that's our friends at Prize Picks, promo code TSUS, whether on their site or on the app. Really appreciate our friends at Prize Picks for the love and support of the Spurs Up show. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris sent you. Guys, again, phone lines are wide open. Um, obviously, the big news that has come up within the last. I would say 15 hours or so is the potential new OC. And it sounds like it's a little bit more than smoke. It sounds like it may be happening. Also, guys, we got J.C. Sherbert jumping on the show at 1.15. So I'm really excited to get his thoughts on everything. Uh, Dowell Loggins. Who? Yeah, Dowell Loggins from Arkansas. He was an offensive coordinator uh, I believe in the NFL. I've got to look up. I, 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 it's, it's a guy, though, you have to Google who he is. Obviously, the message boards are melting. Gamecock social media is melting. And uh, I, I don't know, many folks have viewed this sort of as a therapy Thursday, so which is crazy and it's hard to believe after the way we finished the season, but here we are. So I'd, I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts because um, I'm still kind of processing. You know, it's so funny last night. 
the Big Cock Club Discord was in full meltdown mode, and uh, folks were wondering where I was. You know, I thought it was a good night. I could step away from Twitter, step away from the phone, step away from social media, and just kind of relax and chill and, and, and go to dinner and just have a low-key night. And, boy, I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. It never stops. It never sleeps. And sure enough, I checked my phone at, like, midnight, and all hell had broken loose. So um, we are here to process through it all. Uh, again, J.C. Sherbert coming on. At 1.15, already went on Inside the Gamecocks today at 11.30. Really appreciate him having me on and excited to get his thoughts on everything. Of course, uh, he's got his ear to the ground with his contacts. I've been talking to my people. It is definitely sounding like, though, um, you know, this this could be or this is going to be a real thing, uh, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's a lot of smoke right now. Let's... Jump to the phone line. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know if y'all could hear that or not. Here we go. Ryan Bennett. What's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good, man. How how you doing? You are you? Is your mind spinning too? About the higher we're gonna we're gonna get. Yeah, my my head's spinning right now for sure. I'm I'm doing well. Otherwise, I'm doing great. I'm just kind of trying to process yeah. everything, man. I, I'm trying to. You know, it's weird because. The official, it's not officially official, so I, I hate to overreact yeah. to something that may not even actually happen, but with that being said, there's certainly enough out there to believe that it's that it's only a matter of time, a matter of when, not if. So, yeah, man, yeah, I'm, I, I'm trying I to process through it like everybody else. <laughs> I just want to try to bring some reason to it, you know. Um, mm. Just if even if we do hire this guy, per se, you know, everybody's telling, he's looking at his stats and stuff like that, you know, and I know stats can be misleading and stuff like that sometimes, but if you look at the organization that he called for, those was horrible organizations. Heck, the Jets, they're just not winning this year a little bit. Um, but those, Chicago, who, who Chicago never had offense. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I will give them that, that leeway. Okay, maybe bad organizations. But also, Steve Spurrier, great play call. You know, Nick Saban, sit the go. Both of them had NFL runs. And just cannot get the job done. Maybe this guy's a got a good scheme. It just just wasn't good for the NFL because some some guys just want to see in the NFL level could be a good college guy. So maybe look at it from that perspective. We do get this guy to come on, and I think Shane Beamer has made it clear he wants a pro style offense. And maybe and maybe that had a had a good um, scheme, but just was a horrible play call. Mm. Uh, I'm just trying to find any reason to try to get the game condition to calm down. Hey, look, it could be plenty of scenarios why this guy just a seat in the NFL, but I'm just going to bar none that he put, he called plays for bad organizations that, that didn't drive. Well, if you, if you want to give a reason, a, a real hard con- concrete reason, if you want to give a reason for game nation to calm down, mine would be this uh, Shane Beamer's your head football coach. And Shane Beamer is the one that is orchestrated back to back, Bowl game appearances, won a bowl game in his first season, second season, beat top 10 teams in back-to-back games, beat Clem Sucks in his second season. Um, and is taking the Gamecocks to the Gator Bowl with an 8-4 and four record. He is the one that has orchestrated that. So, do you trust him or do you not? That, that That's – if you, if you want a concrete reason to be calm. Now, with all that being said, though, one of the things I love about doing my show and one of the things I love most about my audience, because my audience is very smart, just like yourself. My audience is very smart. We look at things – with a critical eye. We don't just take things at face value. We look at them with a critical eye. So looking at this with a critical eye, if this is indeed the guy, if this Dowell Loggins character is indeed the guy, 
it's extremely underwhelming. I, I'm not going to run away from that. It is. It is. I mean, I understand yeah. that, um, you know, you you want to do this pro-style thing, and if you simplify it down, you know, Shane Beamer made it very clear that they didn't necessarily reinvent the wheel when it came to their offense the final two games, but they did simplify. Yeah. You know, I, I read something where they went from, like, 19 personnel packages down to five personnel packages, and they they tinkered with some things and altered some things, and that's why you saw the great results. Um, but, you know, I, I said that when Sat walked and, and went to Nebraska that we – that I felt like it was important to get a guy that was going to instill confidence in the fan base. Someone that we looked at and said, man, I'd be kind of surprised if it didn't work out. Like, I am so confident moving forward on the offensive side of the football. This guy, does he give you that level of confidence? Does does he – do you have warm and fuzzy feelings when you look at the resume of Adawa Loggins? I am not sitting here saying 110% that if he is the guy, it's not going to work. Because we don't know. I'm not a guilty till proven innocent guy. I'm going to give everybody an opportunity. But I don't blame people for being underwhelmed. I don't blame people for scratching their head and thinking, what the hell is this? Right? I, I don't blame people for that. It feels like – it almost feels like yeah. sad all over again, and I know that gives people a sick feeling in their stomach. Yeah. But you know, like you always say, and that's the beauty of being a fan, a fan – because we all had this expectation, all of a sudden we get a mucker. Oh, where this come from? Oh man, that's messed up. You know, if it hadn't been like a, a Kendall Browse, oh yeah, we got the guy and stuff like that. It's it's a different narrative, you know. But that's that's the beauty of, of being a fan of football. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like yeah. we get to critique stuff like this, you know, and yeah. talk about stuff yeah. like this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I just think you know I know I, I trust Shane. You know, I'm not no no reaction stuff like that. You know, and you know if this is what Shane wants to do as far as like the offers that he's making, he's 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 pretty much telling us that look. I'm going to find guys who are going to run the pro style offense. This is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. Whether you like it or not, this is what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? And if you succeed, hey, like you said, we all cheering and going crazy. If we don't succeed, we're going to be on the phone with you talking junk. Like, what's going on, Shane? Hey, you got to fix this. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's, so, yeah. it's uh, yeah, I know this is something that will be discussed quite a lot uh, in the coming weeks or so. But, you know. Yeah, but find some joy, man. Find some, find some joy, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I appreciate it, my friend. <laughs> All right, man. Bye. Yeah, man. Take care. He said, "Find some joy." He says, <laughs> "Find some joy." He says, "Oh my god." <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Phil, find some joy, Phil. Find some joy. Oh my goodness. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Again, guys, I'm expecting a lot of your questions, comments, calls today. Uh, we got JC Sherbert at one fifteen, so he'll take up most of the second hour. So, if you want to get your thoughts in here? I highly suggest you do so now. Highly suggest you do so now. Um, here we go. Let's jump to the phone lines. Call from Phil Harris. If it isn't, find some joy, Phil himself. What's up, Phil? How you doing, brother? Pretty good. How you doing, my brother? I'm <laughs> doing well, my man. What's up? So I got back from the Free Jacks event last night in Boston, and I looked at Twitter, and I nearly melted uh, with just the the anger and the hatred and the heat coming from my phone, man. It was uh, pretty wild. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of like Groundhog's Day right now because two years ago, you and I had a conversation uh, on the Daily Crow where I was yeah. extremely upset at the hiring of Stat, asking who the hell this guy was, and he came from bumfuck fucking Tennessee State. 
and I was just like, this is, this, I feel like I was lied to with the hire of Beamer being a CEO type and having proven strong coordinators around him. Now, Clayton White has turned out fantastic mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Pete Limbo also, same realm. Both of those guys deserve raises for what they've done with this program. And I think you could make the argument that special teams won uh, or helped. It was integral in winning a couple of games for South Carolina this year. Um, the offense, you really can't say that. With that, it was three games that were glowing, and two of them people were saying that he might not have been calling the plays. You know, that's the theories or whatever. So, um, you know, he was ultimately seemed like a bum. <coughs> And I called him a bum at the very beginning because who is this guy? Like, what what you know resume does he have? Well, this guy has a resume. It's not in college, but it's in the pros, and it's garbage. And that's French for garbage. Um, so it is absolutely disheartening, underwhelming. If this is truly the guy, like, Shane, what are you doing, man? I, I know Shane is not a regular dad. He's a cool dad, and we all love that. But this guy can't hire offensive coordinators. Like, if this is truly the guy that he's gone after, I don't know who's whispering in his ear if it's just it's him, but I, I just don't see it, man. Like, obviously, as a Gamecock fan, I hope this dude falls out and calls all the right plays and we look amazing on offense next year. If he gets hired and he stinks it up, there's nobody to blame but Shane Beamer, man. That, that's just the bottom line. And his track record – would not be great with offensive coordinators. By the way, that bum, Will Muschamp, he didn't have a good track record with um, offensive coordinators, and he got ran out of town. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, we, we, we love Beamer for all of his great qualities, but this one doesn't – it looks like a flaw, and hopefully I'll, we're proven wrong. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. just my perspective on it. Yeah. Very fair take, Phil. Very fair take. I'm, I'm – listen, I'm, I'm – yeah. I mean, you called it two years ago, so – very fair. Very fair. All right, pal. Yeah. That's all I got for you. Uh, everybody, you're, you're, you're entitled to your rage, mm-hmm. but uh, let's hold out hope here. For sure. sure. Phil, I Go appreciate talk. you, man. Great stuff. Great call from Phil. Listen, I, 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 I will say this. That, that, that's a very fair take. I, you, you may not like it, but it's fair. It, it is. It's fair. It's fair. Um, we obviously all hope for the same thing. We all hope that this guy is the, the second coming of, Steve Spurrier, but I, I guess what sucks, and Phil's point, I know what Phil's point is because I share the same sentiment. Why should we have to hope this second time around where this hire, this 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 role, this opening was supposed to be sexy? Why should I have to hope the guy turns out to be good? Why couldn't we just go get a guy that I know is going to be good? Let's jump to the phone lines. Call from Dave Garrett. Tick. Ah, Dave, you hung up, Dave. Call back in, Dave. My bad. I caught you a little bit late. Maybe I was going on a rant. Um, anyways, though, I I, I just I, I I think that's what's frustrating. It's just like, okay, you were a you were a rookie head coach with zero games experience. When you first got hired, you hired who you could, I guess. Fine. Fine. You hired who you could. This that shouldn't have been the time that 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 shouldn't have been the case this time around. I keep getting the guy's name wrong. By the way, is it, it's 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 uh it's da- who names their 
who, who Dowell? What kind of name is that? I don't know. Here we go. From. What's wrong? What's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How you doing, man? I'm hey, doing well. I'll be uh, awesome, awesome, man. I'll be I'll be quick, man. I, so last caller totally agree mm-hmm. with the uh, you know the, the the fairness on both sides of. It. I think just really putting too much value in the pro side of of, of his career mm-hmm. and saying that it's not going to translate to college where everything is a little bit slower and a little bit easier. If you really take a look at everything that his offense entails with the personnel that we have, honestly, I feel like from a schematic standpoint, it's a more simpler upgrade for what we have. I think, I think you're going to get more production out of your back. It's simplified in motions. Everything just looks a little bit easier to understand. I think the groupings was, I think Brad was the one that he mentioned something about the groupings. And then when you really look at the film of what he did on offense, his groupings are simplified. I don't think you really see more than eight or nine different groups that he ever puts on the field at the same time. So I think that's obviously a big play. But for me, the biggest thing is I wasn't really even aware that we didn't have a top 20 recruiter in our assistant. And then this guy right here is in the top 20. So I, I, think, I think we need to take a step back. I was critical when I first heard about it, but the more I dug into it, honestly, there's 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 something spinning in Shane's head if this is really what's happening. And I think he's looking at it from all the different angles. He is an experienced play caller. It's a, at the end of the day, at the NFL level, it's hard. You know, either you work out or you don't. Right. He had a couple opportunities. He took them. It didn't work out. He's in college now. And I, I think if it happens, I think we owe the guy the opportunity because – like the last caller said, we hired a couple of guys last year on the first staff mm-hmm. that I that I would assume most of the guys in the, most of the programs in the country weren't looking at, mm-hmm. and there was a couple of head scratchers. And we, I mean, all we do is turn around and, and get the back-to-back bowl games. I think there's something to something to be said that until the wheels completely fall off, you do have to trust Shane Beamer. Yeah. I mean, because he has made some exceptional hires in situations where. We didn't agree with those hires. Yeah. So I, if this is where it's going, you know, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold before I completely melt down entirely. Right. right. Um, you know, mm. but I can understand why people are upset. I, I just, I think there's, if you really, really look at the guy mm. and watch the film, I think there's something to say that the offense actually this year might have been more productive in areas that it was lesser productive in this style of offense. Mm. Um. I also I, I think this is a just a, a short tid on, on on Bell. I saw a couple people saying that this is probably the reason why he left. I'll tell you right now, it definitely isn't because this guy's tight end usage is off the charts. Not to mention he's a tight end guy to begin with. So I I think I think that whoever you're bringing in, I think this is a big deal for for a guy like a like a Harbor potentially uh, who has the opportunity to play both sides of the ball. Um, he's going to play offense. I would assume it's probably going to be more tight end than it's going to be X. Um, this is a potential recruiter slash coach that really would benefit a commitment like that. So I think there's a lot of – there's a bigger, uh, a broad span of thinking that's in Shane Beamer's head right now, more so than just go find the, the flashiest hot hires where 
the average fan who's just sitting on social media, you know, wanting this guy, wanting that guy, and that's what we do as fans. You know, at the end of the day, like, these guys are 10 times, not 100 times more smarter than we are about what they're doing. And for all we know, this guy was the top of the board the whole damn time. I don't understand how that's possible, but Shane Beamer, you know, you got to give him credit that he hasn't messed up so far. I don't even, for what it's worth, I don't even think the Satterfield hire was necessarily a a bad hire. I, I think schematically there was a lot of things that you looked at and said, man, the right situation his style of play could be good. I like I've, I've heard you say it. I think the Nebraska move for him is a good move. I think in the Big Ten, when it comes to defenses, I think he's going to have an opportunity to have much more success there. So it's just a matter of finding the right home for the right guy. Um, so I, I, I think at this point, you know, just, just trust in Shane Beamer. I mean, he hasn't let us down at this point. If anything, he's exceeded expectations back-to-back years. He deserves the trust and patience at this point. You know, if we go four and eight next year, then like the last call said, and we can point all of, all the fingers at him. You made the hire. Offense didn't do nothing if we're going four and eight. So, <clears throat> right. you know, but I, I, just, just wait. I think we're I think we're losing our minds a little too damn much. I mean, we're playing what I think is one of the top three bowl games in the whole country in, in about 20 days. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't happen if the guy's not making the right hire. So. Yeah, I think well said, my friend. Yeah, I think well said. That was that was very well put. So I, I think well said for sure. Absolutely, boss. I'll see you in a couple of weeks, man. Yeah, man. Sounds good. I appreciate you. Take it easy, boss. Yeah, man. You too. Hey, great stuff. Listen, that was a great call. <clears throat> that was a great call, and um, yeah, I appreciate it, man. That was that was awesome. That was awesome. Let's see. It just where did that comment go? We had, had a bunch of comments rolling in. Um, anyways. All right, let's jump back to the phone lines. Call from Dave Garrett. Dave, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing fine. Um, hope you are too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was underwhelmed at the hire, uh, or what appears to be the hire. Um, but then I saw where, um, Connor Shaw gave him a vote of confidence. And if Connor will give him a vote of confidence, then I will too. Um, the only other thing I could think that would be worse was if we, uh, go to the bowl game and since that's gone, then it's running up the middle and bubble screens again. <laughs> Hope you have a good weekend, man. Talk to you soon. Dave, the man. Appreciate it. Great stuff from Dave Garrick, as always. Um, yeah, I, I, listen, I'm loving the calls. I, I love I love the calls right now. I, I want to continue to hear from you guys. Um, because, I, you know, there's – like everything else, like everything else. And like you mentioned, Connor Shaw gave him the vote of confidence, which Connor's the GOAT. Connor's, Connor's, Connor's my GOAT. You know, I'm a Connor Shaw guy. When I think of the greatest Gamecock of all time, I think of Connor Shaw. I, the greatest winner in the, the history of USC – Connor Shaw, I'm a Shaw dude, man. Connor Shaw rocks with me. He rocks with TSUS. And, I mean, I rocked with him before that. But that makes me rock with him even more, to be honest with you. I love Connor Shaw. And so, I respect everything Connor Shaw has to say. Um, So, you get a vote from the GOAT. Hey, that means something. That means something. 
But like everything else, there's multiple ways to look at this. There is the Garnet Glasses view of just blindly trust Carolina, blindly trust the Gamecocks, blindly trust everything that has a block C on it. There's the doom and gloom view, which is completely just melting down, you know what I mean, at the news of even a slight inconvenience. And then there's the middle ground, which is where I'm trying to stay. So more on that in a second. Let's jump back to the line. Call from Chris. Chris, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, Steve Philly? Doing all right, man? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Man, it's been a hell of a week on damn game Twitter, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, man. You, you, you'd you think that the regular season's over for football and things would slow down a little bit, and, boy, that is just not the case. It's never the case. <laughs> it's never the case. Man, so. I, just, I just – I mean, I, my mind's all over the place. With Jaheim Bell mm. pulling the stunt he did, I mean, you like to wish him well, but – there's just some weird feelings about the way he went about things with how literally in 24 hours he was blasting Clinton, Tennessee. Mm. Then he was selling bowl merch, which was kind of mid, honestly. And then, hey, I'm going to the portal. I mean, what mm. the hell? And then you got the whole OC fiasco. I mean, mm. I just don't get it, man. It's, I, I know it's we're at that point where it's almost just, you know, like I said, goose season, man. I don't know what to expect. Uh, I, I trust Shane Beamer, though. I hope he's going to make the right move. Maybe we can – I mean, we got two guys at Arkansas that we can get. So hopefully we get the right one. Mm. We'll see what we can do, man. But uh, I'll let you go, let you respond. And uh, thanks, man. Go Cox. Fuck Clemson. Well said. I appreciate it, man. No, thank you. It's been a crazy week, guys. It's been a crazy, crazy week. Speaking of merch, by the way, um, I, I know I said I was going to do it a couple days ago, gotten busy this week. Cox versus Catholics merch, I promise you, will be on the store by tomorrow. It doesn't take that long to make. I've just been running around like crazy. Cox versus Catholics. Uh, and that'll be merchandise as long as you order it by, we'll say, I think the, we'll say like the 18th, you can have it in time for the bowl game. So Cox versus Catholics, we got to have it. We'll have it in garnet black and white. You guys stay tuned for it. Anyways. Let's jump to the phone lines. Call from Zach. Zach, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you, Chris? I'm doing pretty well. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Uh, not much. Uh, just gonna, I'll be quick. I just uh, want to talk about this Luggins, Loggins, whatever his name yeah. is. Got on Twitter last night. And I see that, you know, we're zeroing in on this guy. I'm like, I have no idea who the hell this guy is. I Google him, and I see his track record in the NFL. Extremely underwhelming. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I looked at our big list of OC candidates, like Garrett Riley, Longo, Bryles. I honestly didn't think we would get Riley. I kind of thought uh, Longo was a long shot, too. Didn't see him leaving UNC, though. Uh, didn't realize the relationship he had with Sickles, but. Regardless, I thought Bryles might uh, be an option, but when I saw that his quarterback was coming back, kind of figured he'd probably stick it out of Arkansas, given all the injuries they had and stuff this year. But, uh, man, just, like, really, really underwhelming. And it just kind of sucks because, you know, Beamer telling everybody, got a lot of interest, a lot of people calling, a lot of people are like, wow, I'd be a home run if we get that guy. And then turns out there's no name, dude. Um, I just don't know if 
everyone just kind of told us no again, or Beamer was just kind of full of shit. But regardless, I'm a I'm a Beamer man. I believe in him. Mm. Tough pill to swallow, though. Yeah. Hopefully, if we do hire this guy, it does work out. But man, it's just that's just tough. Yeah. And being on Twitter last night was was something else. That was uh. <laughs> Yeah, that was, was a, pretty wild. It, it was a mess. <laughs> it was a mess. For sure. But, yeah, man, love the content. Love the show. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate you taking the call. Hey, thank you for the kind words, man. I appreciate the call. Great stuff. Um, no, listen, I think very well said. I think uh, I think very well said. And, and, and again, underwhelming is the key word. And, and, I, and I don't blame anybody. You, you, can, you can trust Shane Beamer and also say that, this would be an extremely underwhelming hire. Both can be true. I, I I trust Shane Beamer fully. Beamer ball to the moon. But the fact that I got to Google who that you, you tell me Dowell Loggins or Dowell Goggins or Gowell Goggins or Ghouls and Goblins has been the OC. I raise an eyebrow. I raise an eyebrow when I hear that. Dowell Goggins, or Dowell, I keep calling him Dowell Goggins. It's Dowell Loggins. Dude literally sounds like a character from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Who is this freaking guy? Dowell, what kind of name is Dowell? I'm not trying to cut rain down on the guy. Who is named Dowell? Where do you come up with the name Dowell? D-O-W-E-L-L. Anyway, I'm, I'm just, I'm going off on it. On David Goggins, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Do a push-up. Like, you know, like I, I feel like that's what's about to happen. Let's jump back to the phone lines before I, I don't know. Awesome. CJ. CJ, what's up? What's going on, my man? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I can't complain, can't complain. Just going through this old Twitter thing and, Seeing the outrage, but also trying to see some of the positives that could come out of uh, this so-called, but isn't hired yet, uh, offensive coordinator. So, um, but my thoughts on the guy is: is Shane Beamer isn't going to hire anybody as he's done before in the past. Can't can't speak upon Marcus Satterfield, but. You know, everybody was skeptical of Pete Limbo. Again, everybody had to look who Pete Limbo was. You know, never heard of the guy, but look at what he turned to turn the special teams, but not only the, the program around just by his presence into the um into the program. But, you know, the the thing the thing that I have in the back of my mind is, you know, being any type of fan is there's always a positive that comes out of this. Uh and my thoughts on that is that Shane Beamer, to me, isn't going to make a hire that he's not real sure of, that isn't going to take him a step back, per se. So with that being said, this offensive coordinator with Justin Stepp obviously had a great relationship, but there was some kind of trend that obviously he likes to listen to not only his coaches, but his players also and take their insight to it. Um, I know one of my one of my uh, um, buddies, his parents, they're a huge Arkansas fan. And, you know, they were reading about this guy. They were saying this guy is a player guy, 
not a coach's guy, but a player's guy. So he's in it for his players. And if we know Shane Beamer, Shane Beamer is a player and a university guy. So my thought on it is, is we, we can't really say, hey, look, this will be a downgrade because looking at what Marcus Setterfield did for two years, uh, his own prospect of what he thought was a good offense, I don't see this guy being any worse considering the fact that Arkansas was above Carolina every single year statistical-wise and the offensive stats of it uh, being a downgrade. Like, if we're looking if, – if that's what today is. It's all about statistics and numbers. But if we're looking real deep into this guy, is it really a downgrade? Just because we don't know his name or just because he hasn't been one of the nation's top coaches to come out of a program doesn't mean that it's a downgrade. You know, obviously there's a lot of knowledge coming from it, but I think that if he does come into it and not the Browse guy, if he does come into it, he's going to come in with the same mindset that Browse had. Not not saying that he had that opportunity to, but this isn't the NFL. You look at Nick Saban, you look at Steve Spurrier, their time in the NFL, they were trash. But they came back to college, and they did very well. Same thing with this guy. He came back from, you know, from the Jets organization and did really well for Arkansas. For the last two years or the last three years, he's been there. So we don't need to just think of this as a negative. We just need to look at this guy as let's give him a chance. Because we've given a lot of people chances. And, yes, we'll get on to them. You know, yeah, we'll give him the fire him, fire the coach after, you know, a couple games expire. But that doesn't mean that Shane Beamer's job is on the line just because it is hired. But I do think that with with Coach listening to Justin Stepp, and not only Justin Stepp but Freddie Kitchens as well, that this might be the hire that will turn faces and that will – turn this program around I mean yeah that's negative but I'm trying to think of the positive considering the fact that we're coming off of a positive season with horrible offensive stats until the last two games but that's my take on it and uh you know look forward to seeing your show again man CJ you're the man I appreciate the call my guy that's right go Cox baby yes sir go Cox appreciate it one of the things and CJ's awesome, man. I love his calls. He said, he said, my boy said, is this a downgrade? My boy, the bar is in hell. <laughs> the bar, the bar is in hell. Of course it's not a downgrade. The only way to go is up. <laughs> is it a downgrade? Bro, the bar is in hell. We 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 as a Gamecock fan. We just, we just, sometimes it's okay to expect more than the bare minimum. Just PSA. That's a, that's some, that's a piece of advice for your fandom, for your relationships, for your business, for your life. It's okay to expect more than the bare minimum, folks. Let's go back to the phone lines. Call from. What's going on, my friend? How are you? <clears throat> Uh, what's up, my guy? Uh, caught between a rock and a hard place, man. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, I just to kind of uh, piggyback on what CJ said. Um, yeah, I, I agree with most of the points he made. The only thing that um, I just I guess you're trying to say I'm trying to figure it out myself. 
Beamer said whenever we beat Clemson that, you know, the program's turning around. We've never done this before. We're going to break that stereotypical mold. Anybody who's been a Gamecock fan for their life, they know what the mold is. Beat teams we shouldn't, lose the teams we shouldn't lose to, choke, step on our dicks. That's pretty much been the scenario for Gamecocks forever. Well, the thing that kills me is if we're going to take a gamble, which is what Beamer's doing, we're gambling on on this, allegedly gambling on leggings. I'd much rather say if we're going to bet the house, bet the house on the house. The last two games, I think it's pretty clear to Gamecock fans and Gamecock Nation that Marcus Satterfield did not call the plays for, for those games. He might have been a talking head. He might have sent the plays in. Somebody told him to do it. Now, whoever that was, whether it be Beamer, whether it be Steph, or whether it be Kitchens, I'd much rather give them guys the OC role because either way, we're I don't want to say we're retreading in a negative light, but either way, we're we're repeating. With most champ, we hired in-house. With most champ, we hired people whose track record kind of proved they shouldn't have had the job. So with either way, we're making the same, I guess you'd say, steps, but I'd much rather take the steps on on Steph or uh, on Step or or Kitchens. What's your thought on that? Yeah, I, I'd rather give it to Justin Step. To be honest with you, I would have rather given it to Freddie Kitchens. To be honest with you, um, okay. No, I, I I'd agree. I'd agree with you. I mean, I I don't know. Again, I don't know a ton about this Dowell Loggins character. Um, you know, on one hand, you have to trust Shane Beamer. On the other, again, like you said, I I would have. If we're going to roll the dice to the degree of the, – the degree in which we're rolling it, like you said, I would have rather rolled it with a, with a step or, or a Kitchens. I really would have. I would have – I mean, we're, like you always say, we're not behind closed doors. We don't know what's going in and out. But on the outside looking in and you being who you are, and I'm confident in saying over 90% of Gamecock Nation – you can't buy us to believe that Satterfield himself sat down the last two games, made the play sheet, and called those plays. Yeah, he had a headset on. Yeah, he sent the plays in. Who told him? Yeah. Who's the guy? And I suggested Willie Korn as uh, OC. I like Willie Korn's offense. And whenever I made that suggestion, it was, well, it's not really Willie Korn's uh, uh, um, OC. It's, it's Jamie Chadwell. So hiring Korn, we're hiring the guy this behind the guy. Okay, well, if that's the case, we're kind of doing the same thing if we actually do land leggings because everybody's saying, well, it's Kendall Brown's offense. It's kind of like Kendall Brower. He's kind of like Garrett Riley. I don't want somebody who's kind of like. I, I want the guy. And this, I know, is going to blow. Probably made me sound like a conspiracy theorist. But I really honestly believe what's happened is we have a Clemson alone on the board. And I think Beamer might have went after Riley. And whenever they sat down and the board voted on it, one Clemson guy, well, we lost by a point. Uh, uh, yeah, so he shot it down for whatever reason, and now we have to go with the second option. You can't have a fox in the hen house and expect him to eat corn. <laughs> the conspiracy theories are out, my friend. I, I just, hear you. No, I hear I'm you. Just, I hear you. I, I'm not saying you're crazy. For I'm what just, I'm just <laughs> You can't have saying, a I guy, love you, you can't guy. have a fox in the hen house and expect to eat corn. I just put that on my you tombstone. I mean, I'm just saying, Chris, come on, you're a business guy. You're yeah. business savvy. Yeah. Look, look at what you brought the speakers up to from the armchair quarterback. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 
If Damn. somebody comes to you and says, hey, Chris, I mean, come on now. Yeah, no, I, I hear sometimes you. Sometimes conspiracy hey. theories yeah. can be true. No, I hear you. I hear you. So, I hear you. I, but um, anyways, I'm a ride with Beamer. I'm a trusting. Hopefully, yeah. you know, like I said, if it was up to me, if we're going to bet the house, bet the house on the house because whatever worked in the last two games was clicking. And I just think if we're going to do, if we're going to be charitable and give under under guys a shot, let's not give it to somebody who's somewhat proven themselves with what we have. Just work with our guys. Just work with our talent level that, that knows our guys in and out. That's been at practice for the past two years and know how the guys feel and can, you know, hey, we're going to take a shot on you. Let's see what you got. But anyways, I'll let you get back to the phone lines. Uh, appreciate everything you do, and let's go, Cox. I love it, man. I appreciate it. That was a fantastic call. Preach, my guy. Preach. If you're going to bet the house, bet the house on the house. I love it. I, I love it. I love that school of thinking. I, I love I loved that call. I love your perspective. I love your perspective. Guys, that being said, all right, let's go ahead and jump into a quick break. On the side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Keep it coming. Uh, Obviously, the big news, the Dowell Loggins chatter, if you will. Will he be the Gamecocks next OC? We shall see. Of course, guys, we've got J.C. Sherbert coming up at 115. Very excited to chat with him and uh, just get feedback on everything he's heard from his contacts. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Call from your best friend. What up, man? Fire away. Yeah, so I was just wanting to let all the Gamecock fans know that, I mean, y'all won y'all's national championship this year. Eight and four. Y'all went eight and four. Y'all won y'all's national championship. Anything above an eight and four is y'all's Super Bowl. Have a good day. Hell of a call. Uh, anyways, let's keep it moving. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Let's see. We'll get back to – John says, this is Ozzy. Well, does I, I wonder if Ozzy lives in Texas. That's where that call is coming from, Texas. He, he might. That might be Ozzy. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Ozzy is like the most popular, least popular troll out there. Like, it's like – Everybody knows who he is, but nobody follows him. He's got like 100 followers on Twitter. You know what I mean? It's it's weird. Like, you think, like, I feel like he's a well-known troll, but nobody rocks him. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's kind of an interesting thing. Um. Anyways, guys, I, I, I want to go to a comment <clears throat> that Coleman Hall had. He said, Beamer's hiring seems to be a big pay-it-forward type. Uh, big pay it forward type scheme almost. Smaller names that seem to be a stretch. And, and I brought this up, Coleman, on uh, I brought this up, Coleman, on on Inside the Gamecocks with JC Sherbert. And of course, JC gonna join us at 115. But it just almost feels like does maybe Beamer like to give guys opportunities who have never been coaches before? I, I you know, kind of like give give guys like himself opportunities. Right? I, I I don't know. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Call from Hunter. Hunter, what's up, man? How are you? 
I'm doing good, man. What about you? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Yeah, so uh, my bad about yesterday. I was just bored and all. But, uh, and um, so about everything on Twitter, uh, so is it actually confirmed that they're hiring him? Because I just got on here, so I'm not – Exactly. Yeah, so not it's it's not uh, <clears throat> it's not officially official, <clears throat> but all signs are pointing that uh, there's a good chance he's the next guy. So sources are telling twenty four seven sports and others that uh, there's a lot of smoke, a lot of smoke from Arkansas folks, from from Gamecock folks. So it, it's not officially official. It, it could not. Um, yeah. come to fruition, but it, it's seeming more and more likely as the as the minutes pass. We'll put it that way. I I mean, is it true that what other people say about him? Like, I, I don't know nothing about him. So, I mean, what people say about him is, I mean, just they're going off his resume. A lot of people, you know, I I don't know much about him to be honest with you, man. I just know he's been in the, I know he's been in the uh, in the NFL, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know much about him. So. All right. Well, that's all I needed. I appreciate it, man. Hunter, I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for the call. <clears throat> no problem. Yeah, take Bye. care. Great stuff. <clears throat> I got a freaking frog in my throat today. Great stuff from Hunter. 843-790-3377. What a day. Appreciate Hunter calling. Yeah, it just it, it does kind of feel like though that he's he's Beamer wants to give opportunities to rookie guys. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Call from Lewis. Lewis, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good, Chris. How are you? I'm doing hey, man, fantastic. Just wanted to comment, keep the conversation good. Wanted to keep the conversation going right. uh, about the OC search. You know, I don't spend a ton of time on Twitter, but definitely I, uh, I lost some hours yesterday getting caught up in the threads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously it sounds like things are pointing this way, but this reminds me a lot about Greg Schiano going to Tennessee. I wonder if this social media is going to impact Beamer at all. Not saying that we shouldn't trust in him, but I wonder if he wants to pull through and, and listen to some of the feedback that's coming through. I think that some of the conversations we're hearing today has gotten a little bit more warmed up to the idea. But I'm just curious if he's listening to some of the feedback. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't believe that. I, I mean, I highly doubt. I'll say that Shane Beamer makes decisions for his football team and his football program based off of tweets and, and what social media is saying. Although, to your point, you know, with the Tennessee thing and the Greg Schiano thing, there, there's, there's power in social media. I mean, there just is. Um, you know, when, when you have the masses, you know, screaming, shouting, you know, loudly, if you will. So, I, you know, I, I again, I, I tend to think Beamer is going to make whatever decisions he's going to make. And, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't really believe that that Twitter is going to have much of a say on it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'll say this. I'll say this because everybody's saying that, you know, I'm going to trust Beamer. I'm gonna, and and I, I do, too. But we don't have a choice. Right. You have to. You have to trust him. He's your head coach. Because what's the other option? You don't yeah. trust him and you're anti-Beamer. And nobody wants to be that, right? Nobody wants to be that, nor does Beamer deserve that. I mean, especially with the way you finished up the season. So, yeah, man, it's just, I, you know, I, 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 I tend to think Beamer is just going to make decisions based off of, you know, his – what he feels is the best fit. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, if he'd have listened to social media, I don't know if he even hired Satterfield the first go-around. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I doubt, I doubt well, social you, media I will have much. Yeah. yeah, I saw a video this morning. Uh, I think it was Sam Pittman when he introduced Dowell to his team. And, you know, man, he sounds a lot like a Beamer guy. Sounds like he's a high-culture guy. Mm-hmm. You didn't seem to come with an ego. I mean, I'm willing to give him a chance. Um, kind of moving on to the next topic, I was going to tell you, it sounds like steps down in Florida recruiting and Beamer was on a helicopter up to Charlotte. Just wishful thinking here, but I hope Steph's going after McCall from Florida State and maybe Beamer's taking a look at a, a Fenchel uh, Cypress. That'd be a pretty good uh, pickup on both sides. What are your thoughts? Hey, the portal rages on, my guy. And the portal, portal taketh and the portal giveth. So hopefully we're, uh, we're getting our fair share. I think we are, no doubt. So, uh, no, I know Steph's down in Florida because he tweeted something about being down there. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, we'll see, man. I, I think the madness is just beginning. Let me just say that. That's right. Well, hey, listen, man, thank you for the time. Have a good day. Appreciate you keeping us updated. Yeah, man, absolutely. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the call. Yes, sir. Yeah, Bye. great stuff. Great call. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, you know. Hey, listen, Beamer and company, you you, you know, Beamer's a grinder, man. Beamer's, Beamer's a Beamer, – Beamer works his tail off. So, I uh, – yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Call from – Will from Dirty Martle. Will, what's up, man? How are you? Pretty good, bro. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? So, just calling to give my two cents on the OC. Uh, mm-hmm. This is this is this is my thing, and and I'm and I'm on board with Shane Beamer 100. percent I'm absolutely ecstatic with what he's done in two years. I think he's definitely ever achieved. So, there's some trust there that I'm going to trust him. But with that said, I think we all kind of rolled our eyes when we saw who he was getting at OC possibly with the style of offense, the pro-style offense, again, mm. I think all of us kind of wanted to try to see if we could maybe do something a little bit more spread and quick pace. Mm. Secondly, when you look at the dude's resume, I know it doesn't mean a lot, but, it, I mean, all we can go off of is what we know. He didn't succeed at any level in the NFL as an OC. He was bad with the, the Bears. He was bad with the Jets. He was mm. bad with the Dolphins. So, it's like what – and Beamer was preaching about – getting somebody that was a proven commodity that had done it before. But it's like, what, what did he see when, when what you're looking at is it, there wasn't a whole lot there success wise. So it's like, I don't understand with all the momentum we had, we could have got a big splash name and we got a guy that we all had to go Google to see who he was. And I'm not saying it's not going to work out and I hope it does. And I hope that I'm wrong, but do you know what I'm saying? Though? Oh no. Hey, listen, 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 a commenter, a uh, guy on YouTube leaves a comment. I love this. He says, anytime you have to go with the quote, I'll give him a chance. And if you got to start right. the combo with that, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you think about any other walk of life, any other job, if you, if you were applying for a job and you were, you know, somebody looked at your resume, like everywhere you had been, let's say you were in sales and everywhere you had been, you, you fell short of gold. I mean, how confident are you going to be in hiring this person? Like it, it, it's, Right. You know, I, you can, again, like I said earlier, you can trust in Beamer and also acknowledge that it's an extremely sus hire. It's extremely suspect. Like, I trust it Beamer. Beamer has shit out more football than I will ever know. I'm not a football right. coach. I'm not an OC. But, again, I don't have to be a chef to tell you if the food tastes like shit or not. And I'm not saying the food tastes like shit because I ain't had it yet. But, boy, it sure smells a little funky. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and see, 
Yeah, and it's just it just feels like, man, the iron is so hot right now. You know, in South Carolina, there hasn't been a whole lot of good times football-wise, and it just feels like, man, it's such a great time right now that we could capitalize and take it to the next level with a big offensive hire. And it's like, then we go get a guy that's a tight ends coach at Arkansas for two years. Like, is that – that, is that the recipe for success? I mean, maybe it is, but damn, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, you know, and, then I, it's, I don't know. and then it's tough, too, to hear that, you know, it's it's this time around, this job is so, so sexy now. It's it's so much better than it was. And it's like, bro, I don't know, man. Dowell, Dowell Loggins, Marcus Satterfield, it's, it's, it's like the Spider-Man gif where they're, like, pointing at each other. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, real. it's like the same person. It's the same person. Uh, yeah. And JC did say that they were going to do a 2019 LSU Tigers offense slash Baylor. And that would be great. I have no problem with that. If that's the case, but it just, it doesn't look like it right now, but, I, but I mean, I'm backing them a hundred percent as most people, but I guess I just wanted to wake up one day and check my phone and it'd be some, big name splash that we're all happy with, you know, and it's, and it's not. So it's it's just a little frustrating, you know. Yeah. But No, I get it. I get it. I'm right there with you. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'll jump off. I just wanted to call and give my two cents. Not that it matters. So. <laughs> no, I, listen, I appreciate it. Right, Value right. your opinion, my guy. Thank you so yeah, much. Great stuff. Will from Dirty Myrtle. Uh, my guy, Cocky Lids, old Travis Ward, tried to call in. Travis, you want to hit the phone line? It's wide open for you. Uh, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I, Coach Ford chimes in. I know Coach Ford. I, we, we we've been wondering what Coach Ford was going to say. Puts it beautifully. He says we did not need an OC <clears throat> that required a sales pitch. I, I think that's putting it beautifully, Coach Ford. I think that's putting it beautifully. And hey, I say this. <clears throat> I, I say this. Here we go. Let's jump to the phone lines first. Call from. Travis Ward. Travis, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Um, listening to you and JC and Phil earlier today, and you said that you went downtown Greenville last time. I'm just wondering, what's your spot down there, man? Well, so I said downtown. I actually went and had dinner at uh, at Stella's, which isn't technically downtown, but I didn't. I don't really know the area okay. all that yeah, well. Yeah. But Stella's phenomenal spot, man. That dinner. That dinner hit. That dinner really hit. But, no, I uh, downtown, I mean, I you know, it's it's crazy, bro. There are so many restaurants in downtown Greenville. You could, I feel like you could probably eat down there for like a year and you still wouldn't have hit them all. But I tell you the place I've been the most is Taco Sushi. I rock with Taco Sushi hard. But that food is delicious. So. Um, man, I, I yeah. wish, I wish I could do sushi, man. It, that's just one of those things. I love sushi I'm afraid to Not a sushi guy. I, I love, I love fish, but. Oh. No, I'm not a sushi guy. No, dude. I love, I love, like, Fish, but I, I don't yeah. know. I hear you. Maybe I just have someone put me on the right sushi. <laughs> we'll get you right. We'll get you right. Yeah. All right. So um, I, I put out a tweet last night. I don't know if you saw it. I don't tweet a ton. Mm. Just the hypothesis I had. So, all right. Say Loggins is our guy, right? Um, clearly, those last two games, it wasn't just that calling those plays. It was somebody else mm. on staff that was helping one way or another, whether it be Steph, Kitchens, whatever. What if, just hypothetically, say he brings this logging cat in, but he's also got Justin Steph, who can kind of roll into maybe like a passing game coordinator type position, and then you have Loggins, who actually has 
experience at the OC position um, and just knows, like, the ins and outs more. And I, I think they – did they work together at Arkansas for a year, you know? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I can't say for certain. I cannot say for certain. However, I can tell you that apparently uh, this is one that Steph is, like, is signing off on this hire if it does come to fruition from what okay. my Arkansas guys tell me so yeah um that, that's just like I said it's just a shot in the dark maybe, maybe that's what because maybe he's Beamer's going off of what he did the last two weeks like clearly they had an OC clearly there was somebody else that was assisting Patterson somehow mm-hmm. um and, and maybe that may be why he's not going to say who's calling the plays for the bowl game maybe that's the guy that's going to call the plays for the bowl game Maybe the guy he brings in as co-OC or as a passing game coordinator. Just a thought. Maybe. I, I mean, maybe. I, I guess, I guess, and I know you fall in this category where it's like, I guess what's frustrating about it is like we have to, you know, we'd love to be in a position where you just hire an OC and you're like, damn, that's a good hire. I don't even have to – you don't have to yeah. justify why that hire was made. I see it. It's It's like we hate to be in a position where it's like – you have to convince yourself. <laughs> it's a good – like, you have to talk yourself right. into it. You have to talk yourself into it. Like, I, I just – God, that's, that's exhausting. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I saw when I saw Brad Crawford tweet it last night, I mean, my heart sank for a minute, obviously. But then I, I, I try to look at things positively, man. I mean, I, I do, especially mm-hmm. as positive as Gamecock football has been these last few weeks. I'm just, I've got to put my faith in Beamer. I do. I, I'm – yeah, I question it a little bit if this is the guy, but at the same time, I'm just going to put my faith in him until he proves me wrong. I mean, the Satterfield hire made no sense, but I mean, I, I feel like some people forget that Satterfield wasn't going to be his guy. It was going to be Bobo. Hmm. And when Bobo bolted, I don't know if it was like Beamer just got left with his pants down and he just scrambled and he's like, hey, I got Satterfield on my speed dial. I know he'll take the job. Maybe that's why he reached out to that. So, I mean, obviously that that's just hypothetical, but Maybe that's what it is. He didn't have the time to hire an OC, and I can see why people are still frustrated. But yeah. I mean, it's still like the dude's earned the right to at least give it a shot. Yeah. No, I mean for sure. I mean, again, you got to trust in Beamer, and again, I, I think he's earned the benefit. I mean, I even said after the after the, the the final game that you know if he wanted to bring back Sad, it's like I, I would have questioned it, but Beamer mm-hmm. has earned the benefit of the doubt at this point, and he has. And, and again, I, I I fall in the category yeah. of. Beamers earn the benefit of the doubt. I'm not throwing in the Beamer wall towel. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, but I, at the same time, I will say this is an extremely underwhelming hire. I hope this underwhelming hire works oh, out. Absolutely. That, that's, that's how I feel. I mean, it is underwhelming. Yeah. It is. I, like, I didn't expect again for somebody to say, this is your OC and me go, well, who was that? I never heard of the guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I hadn't, so. either. I, I hadn't either. I mean, I, I was fully, I, I had all my chips in on Kendall Bryles. I mean, I think a lot of us did. Um, it is underwhelming. I mean, it is a, I mean, a little bit disappointing just from a namesake. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I know this guy's off, offensive coordinator record in the NFL was god-awful. Um, but, I mean, maybe you have to kind of look behind the curtain, too, and just see maybe this is not cut out to be an OC in the NFL. I mean, I, I there's a lot of what-ifs with this guy, which is a little <laughs> concerning, but – yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's, it's I guess what's what's tough is it's like going on a date with somebody and you're, you're on your, like, your sixth relationship and the first five were all terrible, but it's like, baby, I promise I'm a good guy. I promise. Just give me a yeah. shot. It's like, 
I mean, I guess, but damn, I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared. Can you blame me? Like, yeah, you know. I feel like <laughs> I know, I know. it's like, much, much on, man. just screwed so many people's just wherewithal and just way of just reasoning like there's no reasoning right now and it's just from the must the must effect is yeah. real well and and i said this i yeah. I, I said this Tra- travis and i and i'll and i'll stand by it because i said it after florida i'll it still applies even after the finish of the season looking down the road three four years from now shane beamer's tenure will be judged obviously winning and losing that's that's the ultimate but shane beamer's tenure will ultimately in my opinion be judged on could he get the offense going? That's that's literally it. Yep. Because because yep. if it's year five, even if you're not winning to the level, like if you're still kind of around the seven to eight win range, if you're being productive offensively, there will be hope and optimism that you know we're 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 still going the right yep. direction. But th- I just don't see this being a fan base and a program that's going to be sitting around year five six and the offense is still anemic. Even if you're going seven and five, even if you're somehow getting eight and four, no. if the offense is trash. It's just you're you're not going to be able to make a long career in Columbia doing that. So that's what his career. And I mean, he knows that. So like that's where I come back. To like I trust Beamer because I know Beamer's not an idiot. I know he's not. I know he's not an idiot. But yeah. you know, it's a roll of the dice yet again. It's a roll of the dice. That's for sure. Uh, what this OC hire would be. Yeah, it is. I feel like um, I just it's been so long since we've had a competent offense there. I just I think people are just so. Yeah. They think the only. The only way to get it is just get a huge name. Um, and, I mean, that's not always the case. I'm, I'm hoping we, you know, we got lightning in a bottle with this guy. Only time will tell. And even if he's yeah. hired. I mean, hell, yeah. he hasn't been hired yet. That's so, a good point. I think he will be. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to let you go, man. I know you got JC getting ready to come in. Um, I'm going to see you down in Jacksonville, though. I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to stop by. Um, you gonna be close to the stadium, or where are you? Where are you parking? Yeah, at? so we'll be uh, we'll be lot J is where the tailgate will be. I mean, it's literally right next to the stadium. So, and, I, and I'll be down there at the latest Thursday because I'll be planning on going to the uh, the pep rally and all that. So, yeah, man, we'll be around. Let's definitely link up. But lot J, I, I'll I'll text you off the off the record, obviously. But yeah, okay. lot J Don't is literally right next to the stadium. So yeah, we'll we'll link up for sure. All right, all right brother. We'll so, see you down there, man. All right, man. You're the man. Appreciate you. All right, man. Yep. Take Good. care. Great stuff. Great to hear from my guy, Travis Ward, a.k.a. Cocky Lidge. Y'all be sure to follow Cocky Lidge, by the way. That dude does phenomenal. Oh, let's jump to the phone. Call that from. was loud. I dig music. There you go. I dig music. What's up, man? How are you? Good, man. Um, the point that I wanted to make is, you know, when you look at the Georgias and the Alabamas and they run these pro-style schemes, when they go, like Alabama a couple years ago, they went and hired the tight ends coach from the Giants or something. Their fans don't get underwhelmed. They don't say, uh, well, who's that guy? You know, they because they have talent. Beamer, Beamer's going to recruit the talent to come in there for this offense. You know, it, does, it doesn't matter. So it's like – and then you think about teams like Appalachian State when they upset Michigan. They had an offense that was designed to negate the talent that they didn't have. They ran a spread offense to negate the talent that they did not have. Beamer does not have to do that right away, right now. He does not have to do that. Muschamp did that. Muschamp brought in these these RPO offenses, these hurry-up offenses. That's not 
always a recipe for success. You have to have talent on your team regardless. Like, he's going to bring in a scheme for the long haul. He wants to bring in a Georgia-style scheme. He wants to bring in a real scheme, a real scheme, not a scheme that's going to every two years, you know, we got the latest, you know, popular popular offensive coordinator who's running this new scheme, and now you got to bring him in, and then the next guy, and then and forget all that. Bring the talent that you need and win with a sustainable scheme. People think of pro style, they think of a 1980s offense with a fullback. That's not what it is. A pro style, a pro style offense is a scheme that can adapt to multiple different defenses that they're getting on a week-to-week basis. They could One week they could spread it out and pass the ball. The next week they could grind it and they could run the ball. They could do multiple different things. They could come out in multiple personnel packages. They could get the ball to multiple people. You look at Georgia, they have three good tight ends. That's that's why they that's why they're successful running these teams. Like that's all I've got to say, man. Hey, well said, my guy. Well said. I, I appreciate it. Great stuff from I Dig Music, guys. We're gonna jump into one quick break, but on the other side, we've got JC Sherbert of the Big Spur inside the game, guys. He'll help us break everything down. We'll talk to JC and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. We are waiting for JC Sherbert to join the line here on this Thursday, December the 8th. Very happy to say that JC will continue to join us each and every single Thursday. So looking forward to it. We're going to be talking... Of course, South Carolina football, because it's, it, it's funny, right? People ask me a lot, like, what do you do when it's not football season? And I'm like, you know, I, obviously, I talk basketball and baseball as well, but, like, football never ends. Football truly never ends, guys. I, I mean, I mean, you could, we, genuinely, you could, you could break, you could break up football content <clears throat> to where it's spread throughout the entire year. It never stops. It never stops. In the SEC, there is no, there's no off season. There's no, there's no time off. So, um, again, we will wait for J.C. Sherbert. And let's see, I'm gonna make sure his volume's good. Um, all right, cool. We're gonna go and get him on. Very, very busy last 24 hours or so. Busy week also. Like I told you guys, there is no off season when it comes to Gamecocks football. Who better to help us break it all down? J.C. Sherbert of the Big Spur inside the Gamecocks. J.C., first thing, man, I'm so excited to have you on. Um, <laughs> not just in the season, but I'm glad we're continuing doing this. Because like I mentioned, man, it never stops. Truly, it never stops. You'll ask me all the time. Do you ever run out of things to talk about? I'm like, for the diehard, there's always something to talk about. Especially when you're looking for a new offensive J.C. Sherbert inside the Gamecocks. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? <laughs> Great, Chris, and, and certainly happy to continue this with you, especially, you know, it, it used to be that it was a busy time of year coaching change-wise right now. Recruiting was going to heat up, but more so in January. Now it's all right here at once. you got bowls, coaching changes, uh, portal, NIL. You have uh, uh, everything. And then signing day is in um, 13 days. So the signing period starts then. So, uh it's been a very busy time. Obviously, uh, a lot of talk about the uh, new offensive coordinator. Uh, a lot of news out there about um, <clears throat> Arkansas. Uh, am I back or was I gone? Yeah, or was right. that just, yeah, I, I don't was know that, what just happened. I, was that just the, uh, you? 
I, I, I tried to carry it. You disappeared. I just kept yeah, talking. I don't know, I don't know what just. I don't know hey, what just happened. That's happened to me. It, it, it's like when you're like on, on the piano and the lead singer's mic goes out. You got to vamp a little bit, right? Yeah. I figured you would carry the team. Yeah. yeah. There we go. We're, we're back. We're back. Um, but uh, I, uh, you know, a lot of talk about Dowell Loggins uh, as the OC. I can, um, I can tell you. Last night I reported, and and I and, and Chris, I just had to, you know, I. I quit calling myself a journalist a while back because I just, I don't think it fits what I do. And I don't like yeah. most, uh, most of yourself the, in a box, most don't of the journalists out there anyway, but I have a background in it. So I had to kind of just be a reporter last night. I didn't even want to comment on, on this, but I, I put it about 97%. I thought it was, uh, trucking toward imminent. Uh, just now I, I kind of got some information. It's not as high up the food chain as people think, but I think we sort of, because of that sports flights, which is a, you know, sports flights is a, is a fun account to follow, but they're, they're not trying to break scoop. They probably had no idea South Carolina had an offensive coordinator search. Um, and they just tweet out like, you know, when the 76ers are going to the, uh, the Lakers, they tweet the planes flight plan. It's just, it's kind of a cool account, you know, and they just so happened to tweet the Gamecocks plane that had the tail number blocked on flight aware, by the way, you can't track it on flight aware. I don't know how they track it. Uh, rolling out of Northwest Arkansas yesterday afternoon. <laughs> and, uh, and so that set off a firestorm because, you know, everybody thought Kendall Browse and, you know, Dowell Loggins has been a guy that, uh, so, yeah, Dowell Loggins is, has been a guy that has been on the list too. And, you know, so we kind of put two and two together and it's like, uh, we were told, nah, I don't think it's going to be Kendall Browse. And so that left one guy, unless they're out there looking at, guys from the portal and maybe they were, I mean, I, I don't know. There's a lot of reasons for the, for the plane to be out there, but uh, so then you start asking people and running his name by people and all that. And then you start kind of figuring out that, you know, based on your responses that this thing looks like it's going to happen. And so um, it isn't as high up the food chain as people may think there, there, there's no contract or anything right now. Uh, it just looks like within the next week, this is the most likely scenario. So that, that's the latest I have on that. I kind of, like I said, when I got off the show, I, I got a little more piece of information about the flagpole, the, <laughs> the symbolic flagpole, right? Um, so it's not that far up the chain yet, but uh, I think that, uh, like I said, I, I still believe right now uh, it to be imminent, um, you know, as close to imminent as imminent gets. How about that? Yeah, and that's what I wanted to ask you, JC, was just in regards to like a percentage or just an overall feeling, how likely do you think it is? Because like I, I hate to – as I mentioned to you this morning, I hate to lose my cool over something that may not even happen, but it's, yeah. it's definitely sounding like there's enough traction to believe that it almost at this point, it'd be a surprise maybe if he wasn't the guy. Is that yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know that I would be completely like floored. Just, I mean, you know, sometimes, sometimes you things get out and, and, right. and people see the reaction and, you know, cause you, you should never let your fans pick a co your coaches, right? That, that, that should never happen. But, but it, and, and nor should it, right? But then there's a difference between, like, you know, not letting fans get to you and not, not letting the opinions of the masses. And then something that's kind of like a, a hire that negatively impacts the psyche of the entire organization uh, through no fault of the person you're going to hire. It's just based on the resume. Um, and so that's another consideration. I, I don't, you know, I, I had it at 97% last night. I'd probably, uh, I'd probably say 92 right now, you know, 
um, just based on what I heard earlier about it not reaching the highest levels. But, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I didn't look. I hope, you know, if it changes, hey, you're talking to somebody who kind of breathe a sigh of relief because, you know, the one thing about the uh, the search that I said, I, I didn't really have a favorite or anybody like that. I have guys alike and don't. But uh, was that long, you know, track established track record of running offenses at the college level that produce. And you, you look at the, you look up Dallas Loggins and now nah, there's no college track record except two years at Arkansas. Um, and he was offensive coordinator for four different NFL teams. They, none of them averaged over 20 points, I don't think. Uh, was kind of an Adam Gase guy. I mean, I'm not a big Adam Gase guy uh, at all. Um, you know, so you don't know how much that was him. That was Gase. They were bad football teams, Chris. I mean, you know, you need players, right? Uh, those were bad NFL football teams that he all, but he did last 10 years up there. Uh, but it just doesn't fit kind of what I personally, and I think most of the fan base had in mind when Marcus Satterfield left. And I, and I think some people were just concerned. Maybe, I don't know if scared's the right word, but, you know, it's been so positive. And a lot of times around here, we wait for the other shoe to drop. Uh, everybody under the sun knew the issues the first 10 games this past year, then they fixed it. And you saw what happened. So nobody wants to revert to that. Okay. Um, and I think, I think when you, when you use those three letters NFL, uh, and then you look at the results at that level weren't good, it scares people because they don't want to look at bad offense anymore. And uh, bad offense cost them some opportunities this year. And uh, if Rattler and Wells and Lloyd come back, Chris, uh, you know, they have a chance to have a really special season and, I think people are just concerned about that because they're passionate and love their team and, you know, they want everything just right and they want that reassurance. So, uh, but yeah, I, I still think it's going to happen right now. But like I said, I, I, I've never said lock. I just, it looks imminent. And those are from, you know, I, I didn't just kind of call up my agent buddy and uh, what, what are you hearing in the agent world? You know, it, it's kind of universal. I, I'll just give you a, you know, three sources at Carolina and four at Arkansas. So that's seven. Uh, so I, I think, based on that feedback, many of whom are my best contacts, you know, on, on both ends. So uh, that, that's kind of why I said what I said and the percentage I have, uh, what I have. JC, switching gears a little bit, how much fun is it for you when stuff like this is going on? And because we, we see all the madness on Twitter, but the message boards obviously are just a frenzy when stuff like this is happening. I, I mean, it's, 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 it's gotta be, it's gotta be chaos, but fun also for you on, on the, the message board side of thing, and I think it's funny too. It's like you guys are on the message boards, and it's like these screenshots leak or whatever. But I, I know you were having a good time last night. Yeah, and I tried to stay kind of. I, you know, I, I, last night I tried to let people vent. Sometimes you know people go way over the top, but uh, <laughs> I try to let people vent. And last night I just kind of got into this zen moment because it was late, man, yeah. and I was like, well, I'm just going to let these guys. I'm just going to talk to them, you know, and, and I'm going to agree with a lot of what they say. And uh, that was actually a good conversation. I, I don't know if it calmed anybody down because I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, it, it gets melted down pretty quick. Um, and, and, and I think it's just because, you know, hey, a lot's happened to this fan base. Uh, if everybody thinks about it the last 10 years with, you know, you see your two best rivals become national powers and, and host the crystal football at the end of the year, that, that messes with your psyche because you've been beating them pretty regularly. You know, that that messes with your psyche when you're three and nine or two and eight or, or, or four and eight and everybody else is going to the playoff, you know. Um, 
and you finally get some hope and joy and, and results, results bring hope and joy too. Uh, and, and things happened this year that hadn't happened. Haven't happened in a while and, and you don't want to lose it. And, and I think it's a product too, Chris, of, of, of some of the, you know, some people think people on message boards just don't know. They're kind of the opposite. They're, they're diehards. They, they consume every piece of information like they're watching a game, you know, first down, second down, and they, they rise and fall emotionally based on it uh, because they just love it so much. And so I think that that, that when you care that much about something, it, it, you know, you do, it does manifest itself sometimes into a meltdown, uh, but it's really just people caring a whole, whole lot. Yeah, JC, I, I've always said with everything with, with Gamecocks athletics and really being a sports fan, but specifically with the Gamecocks, you know, there, there are three different ways to look at things. There's the garnet glasses way. Everything is sunshine and rainbows. There's the doom and gloom way. Everything is the sky is falling. And then there's the middle. And I try to stay in the middle. I know you try to stay in the middle. And, you know, a lot of our audience, I'd say most of our audience, you know, very critical thinkers that, that see things for what they are, not as they want them to be. So when I sure. look at this, let's just say it is. It is Dabble. Uh, I've been up it. Yeah, Loggins. It's like, I've been saying, I've been saying Goggins. I've been, I, I don't know why. I, I, I called him Walt, Walt, Walton Goggins the other day. And it's uh, He's the, the actor from Vice Principals, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he, uh, yeah, it, it, it's Dowell Loggins, like Kenny Loggins. Yeah, so, Dowell like, Loggins. Uh, yeah. I, I was just going to say, though, that, you know, I, I think we're all to the point where – because of the way the season finished and what Shane Beamer has done in such a short time, we all trust Shane Beamer. Like, it's Beamer ball to the moon. He's the yeah. head football coach. He's getting paid to make the decisions. While saying that, I think it's also fair. Like, I, I'm not going to come down on anyone or say anyone's unreasonable for JC just feeling underwhelmed, you know, especially when you're selling this, you know, I've been getting all these calls. This this position's so much sexier than it was two years ago. Like, and then yeah. you, have, you get a guy that it's like when you have to convince yourself it's a good hire and then you look at his track record and resume like you mentioned like you said it's it's not a guarantee of what's going to happen in the future but it's 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 something that makes you a little bit uneasy and I, and I think that's a fair feeling from this fan base right now yeah and think about this I mean you know you, you go through and I won't even go back to the Spurrier era because going back to then you know one one thing one of the things the head ball coach did was uh it frustrated a lot of people he he would kind of shuffle play calling game to game, which was weird because he sometimes he'd lose confidence he went oh shoot you know Bubba, you call it and then, like all of a sudden you know or, or g a would call it you know and and you could always tell the difference between when one of those two guys you know. So, go, but I'm not even going to go back there. I'll start with Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp has a disastrous year at Florida or run at Florida based largely on a terrible offense. All right. Most people didn't even realize Kurt Roper was only there his last year, only one year, uh, but he hires the OC from Florida. So that's immediately a red flag, right? Well, so then that experiment ends. Uh, and, and, and Eli Drinkwitz was probably coming as the OC, but Brian McClendon, they win the Outback Bowl. Almost promotable. There's another experiment, right? That did not end well. Mike Bobo comes in, and unfortunately, a global pandemic hits. He doesn't have any receivers. You know, I thought he did the best he could. Well, then he leaves, and 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 there was kind of hard feelings about all that because he started Colin Hill. People didn't like that. I mean, it. You know, he was a, he was probably the best of the bunch and would have been the most consistent. But there were other things that doomed him. So that's not an experiment, but it wasn't a successful hire didn't turn out well. 
So then Satterfield, right? Another experiment. Guy's assistant offensive line coach with the with the Panthers. He comes back and you hear Lincoln Riley meets Joe Brady, and then everybody from the Rams, the Cowboys. I mean, I don't even know what all was in that playbook. And we saw what happened when finally, you know, they, they said, all right, you know, strip it down, run it like a college. You, you saw what happened. And so then everybody's kind of like, all right, no more experiments. This is uh, it's time to just go get a guy. And then and, and there's a lot of good players that could come back. So time to take it to the next level. And, uh, you know, another experiment, another guy that you, know, <laughs> that you got to kind of project. And, and it's like, it, it's like, Man, you know, when, when you hired Steve Spurrier, you knew kind of what he's done. When you hired Lou Holtz, you could look at Skip Holtz's offense at Connecticut and wherever else and kind of realize what they've done. You, you know, the, the, these days, you just all these guys they've hired, you just you kind of have to guess. And I think people are tired of guessing. So that, that's kind of my take on it. <laughs> For some reason, I just had this pop in my head. It's like maybe, maybe Beamer's like those people that, uh, you know that when they get in relationships, they're always the the people that they're trying to fix the other person. You know, what I mean, that's kind of their. They just they just for whatever reason they they run from whole, you know, well individuals. They they want to fix the guy. They want to fix the. It's almost like let's take this broke. I, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad analogy. No, you know, I think if it turns out bad. We, yeah, I don't know. A lot of depends on how it turns out. I, I said today, I said, watch this. It's like Gamecock Nation. You, you, you sort of feel like Carolina lost 50 to nothing on the field yesterday and, and half the starters are out with injuries for the year, and, you know, all that. But, it, you know, that's kind of the mood today. And, you know, the guy hadn't even been hired yet and uh, all that. And I said, watch next year. We'll be sitting here with Dowell Loggins T-shirts on. But we that we got from Chris sitting there waiting to do a road trip to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl playoff, and and it's like Loggins mania, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, 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 that's the issue. I just don't know. I know enough from the people I've talked to that you know don't don't get scared off by the words pro style offense. There's a lot of I mean, Alabama. Their offense looks like a lot of fun, right? They run a pro style offense. I mean, you know, um, <clears throat> but what what I was told was. You know, th- this guy, the, the problems, the fundamental problems with Satterfield and the the burdensome, slow-moving, personnel package-driven, you know, type of offense, that, that's not what the intent is here. Uh, and so, I, and, but at the same time, I don't think I'd encourage anybody to go back and look at the, you know, 17 Bears and, and get excited about that. <laughs> Just to, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things where this is not, it's not going to be the same thing as Satterfield, it's just it's an unknown because you, this guy's never called a college game. So it's like, well, how do you kind of you you can't you can't figure it out. You just have to again wish and hope and pray. And because of what's happened previously, Chris, it's a really difficult sell for the fan base. I think it's one they'll they'll get through. But right now, I totally understand why people are just you know kind of not so high on it. Wish and hope and pray, JC. <laughs> Oh, hey, that's the state motto, man. Why is that always the strategy? (laughs) South Carolina is the state motto. Dumb Spiro Spiro. While I breathe, I hope. That's it. (laughs) A lot of hope, man. A lot of hope. Oh, my God. All right. All right. We've talked enough about the OC. Let's, uh, because a lot has happened this week, obviously, man. The the transfer portal opened up Monday, and boy, it has not disappointed thus far. 
Uh, over a thousand guys, I think it is, or something like that in the portal. We're seeing all kinds of top-notch <laughs> quarterbacks and big-time playmakers. And, uh, you know, the Gamecocks have been no exception. You know, it started with Austin Stogner and then Jaheim Bell following his lead. Those are the most notable. We've seen other guys like Cam Hardy, um, a few others that are slipping my mind right now. Just just talk about the way the transfer portal has affected Carolina and then obviously the decisions from Stogner and then Jaheim Bell being the most notable, just everything you heard on that end and uh, just overall thoughts on, on, on the portal. Yeah, yeah, with Austin Stogner, I, I thought he'd try to take a shot at the NFL turn pro, okay? So that's uh, that was my first – uh, initial thought when he walked. Um, I, I kind of felt like Chris because, you know, the guy, he kind of peaked during the Missouri game and then uh, was one of those players that started all of a sudden mysteriously getting their snaps limited for whatever reason and, uh, you know, played a lot down the stretch but didn't make the impact maybe as the Nate Atkins did. Um, and I think Austin needs to get stronger and, and a little faster before he goes to the NFL, but I, I thought he'd just go anyway. Um that he hit the portal, and, and apparently he's going to go uh, back home and, and play at Oklahoma, which is the school he came from. And, you know, wanting to be closer to home, I don't blame him. Um, you know, I, I think that anytime you get a player that's far, far from your campus, when when things don't go swimmingly, uh, you know, you run the risk of them transferring uh, the, the further they are away. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and, and so that was that. Now, Jaheim Bell, I mean – not only did we check with Jaheim's uh, inner circle, I guess, uh, about 2 o'clock that day. He, he was selling T-shirts at 1230. Uh, and then I'm on a group chat, and somebody had tweeted a, one of those. Somebody, to put it not, somebody got, like, rickrolled on the, on the group chats. We're all laughing. And uh, and then somebody posted Jaheim's goodbye or whatever. Where I'm going to go into the portal thing, and – People were laughing. We thought it was a joke. It's like, no, unfortunately, it's true. And so I'm like, good God. And uh, so the exit was there. I think um, I think his usage this year laid the groundwork for this. And see, this, this is why you need to you do need to make a good offensive coordinator hire. You know, I mean, that's that's important because usage matters. Uh, and uh, I think that laid the groundwork. And then I think nil opportunities kind of pushed it over the top. Um, you know, and I want to say that that did facilitate a groundswell of support for the collectives. Um, but I'll also tell people this, the facts behind that are, it's not like Bell had this, you know, offer or, or whatever that Carolina could not afford to, to, to match or anything like that from an NIL perspective. There was no, uh, there was no, um, there was no choice given. I mean, he just left. So, I mean, they'll, they'll, it, you know, there does need to be an aisle money, perhaps, if he was on some kind of deal uh, here, he would have been more hesitant to leave. Uh, but that there there was no, like, instant amount of cash that was going to save that situation. So, um, you know, best of luck to him. And also, uh, thanks to all the game guys that have given the Carolina rise and, and continue to do so. Uh, because, like I said, I don't know if that prevents that from happening, but it, 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 it uh, you know, it would have made it a little bit more uh, tricky, I, I think, for him to just bolt in the portal uh, for, you know, financial gain and what, what he considers to be football game. Yeah, and I, and I think the thing that sucks the most, J.C., is like you mentioned, just the, the, the usage and that, you know, we all would have loved to have seen him back in Garnet and Black because you really do feel like that it, you, you mentioned with Rattler, Wells, Lloyd, it sounds like they're all – there's a good chance they're all going to be back. 
Um, man, Jaheim Bell could have been a lot of fun to watch in that offense. And if used properly, I mean, I think we, we both agree he's a guy that at minimum could be an all-conference guy, maybe even be an all-American type caliber player. And so it's, it's, is he, you know, is it impossible to replace him? No, but you know, so somebody's going to get a good football player. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it boils down to. Absolutely. Visiting Florida state, I think this weekend. So maybe it's not the Gators, maybe it's the Knowles. So yeah. that, and that would be, I think for Gamecock fans, you, you, you'd rather him go to Florida State than go to a division opponent, right? Yeah. JC, as the head of one of the the top NIL collectives, if you will, for the University of South Carolina, Carolina Rise, I definitely want to give you an opportunity just to chat on it and discuss. And because I still think even at this point, there is not quite as much understanding with NIL. And I, I don't yeah. know if there's anybody really to blame because I just feel like NIL, it's, it's such still, it's such a new thing, right? Like, um, because <laughs> this, and this is, this is more of an NCAA thing, but it's so interesting. Like when this was rolled out, there wasn't really, there weren't any guidelines. There was no rhyme or reason. There was no rule book. It's just the wild, wild West. You know, like, yeah, man. When, you look at, when you look at pro sports, like guys are paid according on, um, you know, production and, 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 and tenure. And when you're drafted, there's slots and there's, and there's certain money that goes with it. And obviously when people heard NIL, it's like, oh, this will be a great opportunity for, for uh for Joey to go partner with the car dealership and you know use his name image and likeness and, and it's 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 evolved into something completely different. So just just give people I'll give you the floor to expand on sure NIL, all the collectives, obviously yours specifically, but sure. what people need to be doing, what they need to know. Like is there any pressing information? Because obviously NIL, it's not just some fun thing. It, it, it's directly affecting where guys go to school and, and where they choose to play their college ball at. Absolutely. And then it's important. Now, uh, I do agree with your stance uh, that, you know, as far as because I do see people sometimes, uh, you know, I don't know, shaming other fans because they don't believe in it uh, for not giving and stuff. And, and look, I, I appreciate all the people that are militant about joining and trying to get other people to join because that helps the collective. I mean, I don't make any money off of it. I, all the money I get goes to players. It's just I'm kind of the facilitator. But, you know, I care about, you know, getting deals in the hands of players. So uh, so I, I do want to say that, you know, if your buddy is trying to get you to join a, a collective and uh, you don't feel like that's, that's in your heart or if you can't afford it financially, don't do it. Everybody should still love you, man. It's all big one, big family, right? Um, so I agree with your stance on that because fans – support in many, many ways. And, and you're asking them to do one more thing. Um, so, so what happens is when you join Carolina Rise, uh, you're, it's like a club. You're in, in, the, in the NIL collective club. Uh, we have some drawings and stuff. You get, you get some limited perks, right? Uh, because it really it's just about get, taking that money uh, and providing what I call promotional opportunities for the players. My philosophy on it is – Maximum dollar amounts for least amount of time spent. Uh, we're living in a world, Chris, where an Instagram influencer uh, with however many followers, she, she can get a you know $100,000 for a post, right? Doesn't take any time, uh, but that's that's money. And that's kind of what I envisioned this with Carolina Rise is I have you know, dozens of affiliated businesses that we partner with that, um, you know, these guys go and promote or whatever. And, and it's it's quick and easy and puts money in their pocket. Um, and, and I think that's the best way to do it. The other two collectors, they all have different philosophies. 
uh, the Garnet Trust Foundation, I think is great because you can write the amount off your taxes. It's a 501c3. Uh, they do charitable work with the players. Like they'll go and, and they, they pay the players to do charitable work. Um, I didn't want to get into that because that, that was just something that, that, you know, as far as, you know, I, I have my, I'm, I'm picky about my charities a lot, first and foremost. And secondly, uh, I think doing charitable work sometimes is, is giving your own time and not necessarily making a, a finder's fee, but that's fine. I don't, I'm not judging them. It's just my personal philosophy. And I think all of our personal philosophies feed in to the NIL space. And so we find places we're comfortable doing it. Uh, and then Garnet Trust, too, is more about uh, they do content, meet and greets, stuff like that, tied into GamecockCentral.com. Uh, and they were the first uh, to the market and they've done a great job, uh, you know, with with that and their foundation. Uh, and then the, uh, the the final one is Park Avenue, and that's the in-house NIL thing. Uh, I don't know that you can give to it. Uh, I think they, they solicit like bigger money. They, they solicited big money funds to get it going operationally. Um, had to take it out of house because of a subcommittee, NCA subcommittee. And they're a bunch of hypocrites, by the way. Uh, you know, uh, but my understanding is what, what you do is you just sever the business tie. I mean, you're a businessman, Chris. You know, if you sever business ties and you're separate entities, there's not much they can do as long as it's severed. So they're going to kind of function in the same way, right, as they were. It's just not – they're not going to all work for University of South Carolina. It'll be its own uh, collective. And with the years of experience, they have to see what they do. But what we all do, I think, is this. This is how kind of I define it. You know, I'm at Carolina Rise, we, we do a lot of initial deals, like when guys first get to campus, like Gigi Jackson obviously had some value. Uh, so we got we got him an initial deal. There, there's been other guys baseball wise. Uh, and then we do a series of deals with current players. We did one with Jaheim Bell, right? <laughs> you know, uh, during the season uh, for football uh, mainly. And we're about to expand that as we've grown. Um, you know, I, I think that the other guys, Garnet Trust, that, that's that's more something that like all like a large group of players can benefit from in certain ways, uh, various ways with monthly deals. I know they, they took care of Josh Van this year, which is outstanding. Um, and, and then Park Avenue is going to be for guys that, that are that are like Gigi Jackson, Spencer Rattler, Jadevi and Clowney, who can go out and profit uh, with major brands, connecting them with major brands. Uh, and it, and it's and it's they're worth it. They're, they're big market value. And we're talking huge – deals for these guys to where and gals to where they can make it. And that, that helps your cream of the crop in all sports. Uh, and also like your Olympic sports too. If you have a, you know, a, a, a great tennis player out there that this thing about coming to South Carolina, that's going to be, you know, professional tennis, but it already has sponsors lined up and stuff. And, and, and he or she can legally get it here. Why wouldn't they come? Um, so that's the, and that's why I personally was excited about Park Avenue. What the fans need to realize is this the Park Avenue thing is not a turnkey solution. Neither are any of the three collectives uh, by themselves. Everyone uh, is all kind of together and serves different roles. So if you just give a little bit and spread it out, uh, that goes a long way. Um, or, you know, join the one of your choice, depending on kind of how it aligns with uh, how you feel about NIL because the opinions vary. So I know that's a long winded answer. You know, I just gave a speech here and I didn't mean to, but uh, that's kind of the long and short of it. So I'd, I'd encourage everybody to give what you can. If you can't, 
uh, everybody's still your friend or should be. Yeah, should, nobody needs to shame anybody about this, Chris, because you're right. Uh, the fan base has done above and beyond this year and, 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 and with Carolina athletics for, you know, about a century and, and 25 years. So, you know, you can't, can't blame anybody for not wanting to get on board, but it is needed. It is needed uh, as far as the players go and the competitive landscape in the SEC and beyond. JC, very well said. Now, I, I want to ask you a question. I'm not trying to put you in a corner necessarily, but I'm just curious because we've never really talked about it. NIL, transfer portal, whether you like it or not, it, it's, 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 this is the new era of college football. But I, I want to get your take. Do you like where college football is going? Like, do, do you do you are you a fan of this new college football? Do you because it's it's again you've been covering college football for quite a long time. I, you're just your your overall feelings because I think there's some within the game that they're accepting of this new reality. But again, it makes them a little bit queasy. It, it makes them it's not quite the college football they fell in love with growing up. Your your overall thoughts on just the game itself and as it evolves and, and these uh, the new realities that have set in. Yeah. You know, I, I think people have different, you know, as far as my feelings, I think people arrive at how they feel about it differently. And a lot just kind of depends on who you pull for, I think, you know, and, uh, and, and how their, their individual schools are handling it. But here's my thing. Am I, do I get up there? Did I get up every morning and, check the internet and uh, pray that they pass this rule so I could go start a collective. And I, no, that's, this is not my dream job folks. <laughs> you know, uh, I, uh, but I saw it coming and I, and I thought, Oh, Carolina is not ready for this, you know? And, um, and they started the one and I started another and, and that's, the, that's how it went. Um, so, so would I rather not have it? Yeah. I, I, I you know, I, I think that, especially with how it's been used as a recruiting indictment. And the, you know, when I saw the, the Tennessee guys and they had 20 million in the bank and they're flying around in a private jet with orange blazers on inking quarterbacks, I was like, this is going to get crazy. And you know, this is tough. And I, and I, you know, even if Carolina were thriving with that, I probably would not love it because I, I don't understand that's an inflated value. I mean, I used to do the star ratings. I would never invest that kind of money in something that I said, <laughs> you know, about a player because it's an inexact science. Right. And so I don't, I don't care for that part of it. Right. And I don't care for the narrative that, you know, that this is market value for recruits or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do care about and why I do like it is there was an offensive lineman, Chris, that streamed a show on YouTube, a cooking show, right? Uh, I think it's at Ohio State, big fan base, right? It's a hell of a cooking show. You know, he'd sit there, he'd, he'd make food. The fans loved it. Never taught football. Wasn't any kind of, like, interaction. Uh, and um, he had his Google ads on to monetize it, and the NCAA made him shut it down and said it was an extra benefit. So that part of it, I'm like, well, you know, and, and you know, some players have camps in their hometown and charge money for it. They couldn't do that before. Uh, you know, and so that that part of it, I think, is a very positive rule. Unfortunately, the NCAA fought all these ticky tack things, and eventually just got told you're going to get sued into oblivion if you just don't, you know, if you have any rules or guardrails at all. And, and so that's why we have what we have now. Um, the portal, I, I like the one time free transfer. I think they probably need to. I like the fact they shrunk it. Um, I think what they probably need to do, though, is uh, 
I, I, I don't know how you actually do this, but but maybe limit it even further because uh, I think a lot of kids are making bad decisions. Uh, and then I think it's just going to be up to players, parents, and coaches to regulate it because there's too many guys in the portal right now. Not all of them are even going to play football ever again, Chris. And uh, so everybody that yelled and screamed and said this is best for players and all that, you know, it's probably going to – those same people are going to turn back around and start yelling about how the coaches need to take them back. And at that point, it's unsustainable because you don't – you can't manage a roster that way. So um, I think there's more tweaks coming, but I, I, I think that, you know, the geniuses on the subcommittee that shut down Park Avenue also said, well, we should have no limits on transfers ever. You should be able to transfer as much as you want any any time. And that would also be a disaster. So – um, you know, I think I think it'll be further tweak, but I liked it. I like it from the standpoint that it, it kind of could become an equalizer uh, for a lot of schools. And uh, with a 12 team playoff coming, it, it gives a lot of schools hope that they can uh, they can add t- enough talent to their roster to compete. So uh, th- those are my takes on that. Dude, did, I, you know, heck, I, I wouldn't mind going back to the BCS, dude. I, I'm like not, you know, I'm old school. So uh, all this stuff is. Uh, very new for me and it's probably something I would have rather not had happened. Uh, but it is interesting. And I do see a path forward for the sport. Um, you know, that, that's pretty positive as long as they don't take those, uh, unsustainable turns. Well, JC, I didn't expect for it to be the final topic of conversation, but so much has happened this week. Yeah. Address, but, uh, the Gamecocks are going to the Gator Bowl. I, I don't know if people yeah. may have forgot that, but there is a bowl game in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. I know we'll break it down more in depth as we get closer to it, but just your overall thoughts at South Carolina for the first time since the late 80s did land in the Gator Bowl and you take on such a national brand like a Notre Dame. We've already seen a couple guys opt out from their side, a couple guys opt out from South Carolina's side. Spencer Rattler confirms he's playing. But, again, we'll get into the details as we get closer. More so just your thoughts on the game itself. I mean, I think it's a great reward for a great season for Carolina that you, number one, get down to go to – you get to go down to beautiful Jacksonville, Florida. You're in a Florida bowl game, and you take on such a national brand like a Notre Dame. I think it's great for Carolina football. I absolutely – I think anytime you play Notre Dame, it's uh, it's special. Um, that's uh, that's just – get it's college football, man. You go to another country and you mention American college football – 80% of the people are going to talk about Notre Dame and the Gipper and Rudy and the Golden Dome and all that. Um, and, I, and I think that South Carolina as a program gets a lot of mileage out of beating some of the bigger brands because Carolina is trying to achieve that, right? Uh, and, and I think that, you know, when you beat a Nebraska in the Capital One Bowl a few years ago, that wasn't a great Nebraska team. Uh, Bo Pelini was wrong when he said they were better than Carolina. Carolina beat them, uh, beating Michigan and then the hit and all that. They beat Michigan twice in, in Tampa. That's great. Beating Ohio State twice back in the day was great. Beating Miami to a certain extent in the Independence Bowl was great. Uh, wins over Florida, whatever. Um, the more scalps you can collect, the better. Uh, and Notre Dame's a big scalp. So, uh, you know, I think that's the deal. I think as far as the game goes, it, you know, Drew Pines out. He was their quarterback, and then they're very stud. I mean, we think I think Carolina's had some stud tight ends. This dude's on Michael Mayer is out, uh, so you don't have to worry about you know getting him matched up on Brad Johnson or somebody like that, and him just killing him. You know, uh, so he's out. So I, I think Notre Dame. I don't know what they're going to do to try to move the ball. My guess is it'll probably be similar to what Kentucky tried to do uh, in that game with their quarterback out. Um, 
well, yeah, Carolina, you know, if they, they show up and play and all that, I think it'll be like a, a sellout crowd, 70% Gamecock. And uh, like I said, it's a chance to get a scalp and also give Shane Beamer uh, the most wins in the first two years in the history of uh, Gamecock football at a nice non-win season. So uh, with, with, with three straight big wins for the program. So yeah. uh, that's kind of how I see it right now. And like I said, J.C., we'll break it down much more in depth as we get closer to it. J.C. Sherbert inside the Gamecocks, the Big Spur. Thank you so much, J.C. And y'all be sure to go check out thebigspur.com to stay up to date because I know, J.C., you and your crew, y'all will have everything in regards to the O.C. search and any breaking news. Y'all be sure to check him out. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm excited to have you on every Thursday, be on your show every Thursday. I'm glad we're continuing this. And uh, we'll chat with you next week. All right. Appreciate it, Chris. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, J.C., you're the man. Appreciate it, man. Awesome stuff, guys. We'll keep it rolling. We only got six minutes to go here. Um, here, I'll go ahead and open up the phone lines. Great stuff from J.C. Sherbert, though. Uh, really do appreciate his time. Appreciate, like I said, him giving me the opportunity to come on his show and chat as well. I see uh, Joy Found. What's up, Joy Found? What's going on, Joy Found? Played like a champion today. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, let's see. Ty Adams says, what time do they announce that Al from Al's Toy Barn has been hired as O.C.? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, my guy. I hear you. Oh, Joy found I forgot JC's handsome self was on the show today. Yeah. Joy found you're handsome, my guy. You're you're handsome. What a guy Joy found is. What what a guy. Let's see. Uh anyways. Looks like we got a couple messages here. Let me see. We'll take it off. Do not disturb. Let's see. We got a text. Steve Spurrier didn't last in the NFL either. And he also says, man, I just wonder if this is who Beamer really wanted or who he had to settle for because of money. Yeah, I don't know, man. Jay Smith, what's going on? Appreciate tuning in. Guys, TDC rocking tomorrow, of course, is normal podcast. We'll drop tomorrow. We'll talk everything on the OC hire. And also, we'll talk a little bit of basketball. Gamecocks men taking on Presbyterian on Sunday night. And then on Sunday afternoon, um, the women play as well. I forget who they play. Let's jump back to the phone line. Call from Hunter. Hunter, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Uh, just uh, figured I'd call before 2 o'clock hit. Um, so what you think about uh, – I heard a few r- rumors about uh, Will Muschamp, uh, you know, been interviewed for OC. You heard a few rumors about Will Muschamp being interviewed for offensive yep. coordinator. Is that correct? Is that what you just said? That is, yep, that is what I said. Hunter, I can tell you this. If Will Muschamp gets hired as South Carolina's offensive coordinator, I will officially give the Spurs up show to you, and I will retire. <laughs> I mean, hey, it could happen. You never know. Right. But, no, yeah, I have no, not I, heard that, I, my I, guy. I, I have I, not I, heard I, that. No, I haven't. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I just didn't know if you heard that or not. I heard a lot of rumors saying it. No, I'd, I'd, I would be shocked and stunned if Will Muschamp, the defensive coordinator, defensive-minded coach, was, was being interviewed for the OC. Okay. Uh, and just to get the weight off y'all's uh, shoulders a little bit, um, I don't know if it's going to help or not, but I, I don't know if you know who Gamecock's content is on Instagram, but they just posted it earlier saying uh, – it's not a done deal yet with, uh, you know, obviously this that guy, I forgot his name, Log, Log Games or something like that. Um, he, he, 
Beamer is still interviewing OCs. So, yeah, I, I've heard there's no contract, you know, anything like that finalized. So we'll see. We'll see. It, it, we we may just be, you know, it's it's talking season. It's per sources season. It's you never know. You never know. We'll, we will we will see. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just hoping we're not going to get the you know the same OC as like Mark Satterfield or something like that because I'm scared that's going to happen. I don't want to waste another two years. Yeah. Uh, of that crap. So. Yeah, we, we are, we are all scared, you, my guy. No, I appreciate you. Yep. Well, Great stuff. Appreciate it. I don't even know where to go from there. Will Muschamp interviewed for OC. Hunter was on Twitter Spaces last night. What, what, what's his, what's his Twitter? What's his Twitter? Looks like we got a Robbie Davis text. What's up, Chris? It's Robbie Davis. I've been coughing and sneezing every five minutes. That's why I didn't call in today. Go Gamecocks, Beamer Ball to the moon. Okay, so we got a Robbie Davis update. Robbie Davis is doing well. Robbie, hope you feel better. Uh, yeah, literally, if Will Muschamp got hired as OC, I would just probably sit right off in the sunset. Ty Adams asking the important questions. Who the hell is Goose, though? The go- Put some respect on the Goose's name. There's only two sources I trust. Three, actually. Myself, Above Average Gamecocks, and The Goose. That's it. Let's jump back to the phone. Call from... Hunter. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, my God. I just... I <laughs> the holy trilogy of real news yeah myself above average gamecocks and the goose that's it if it doesn't come from one of those three it ain't real i heard by the way i heard uh i heard above average gamecocks got cited on 107.5 the game for like as a source, I I, I I could have heard wrong. I think somebody in the Big Cock Club Discord said that. If so, that's in, that's incredible. Here, let's jump back to the phone lines. Call from Hunter. What is he? What is he? Get? All right. Call from Cameron McClinton. All right, here we go. Cameron, what's up, man? How you doing? What's going on, Chris? How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Uh, I was just thinking, I was asking, I was going to ask you, since we don't have an offensive coordinator, do you think now that Satterfield's gone, do you think that we'll have a problem with running offense for against Notre Dame? I, I don't think so. No, I mean, I, there's other, there's other, uh, there's other offensive coaches on staff. So whether it's, Justin Stepp or Kitchens or Beamer himself, I mean, they, 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 they'll they figure out a plan. Some, somebody's got to call plays, right? So, Beamer's made it pretty clear. They're not, yeah, no. They're not going to tell anybody who it is. But uh, maybe that's a, maybe that's an advantage for Carolina, that, that uh, we have that that uh, that mystery going into the into the bowl game. Yeah. Uh, I have another question. Do they know where Jaheim's going to go? Since he put his name in the transfer portal? Well, J.C. Sherbert just said that uh, he is visiting Florida State this weekend. So, might be FSU. Ooh. Mm-hmm. FSU. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. 
Gotcha. Another question, uh, Chris. Do you think if we win the bowl game against Notre Dame, do you think Spencer will come back for another season, or do you think he's going to go for us? It sounds like Spencer Rattler will be coming back. It's per sources. Okay. You know, we, we won't know for sure until after, but it does sound like he will be back, which would be huge. Obviously. Okay, okay. Yeah. And I was hearing something about how they was – something about Dan Bowling. They was trying to interview Dan Mullen. No, nah, he, he's – Rumors he's, about that. Yeah, he shot that down. That's not happening. So, it's – it's. He shot that down? Yeah, I'd say it's over 90% that this Dowell Loggins character is going to be the next OC. So. Okay. Well, I appreciate the time, Chris. Appreciate for answering my call, man. No, I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the call. You're welcome. Have a good day, dog. Yeah, man. Take care. You too. Appreciate it. Guys, that being said, we have hit – Two o'clock. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Again, thank you to J.C. Sherbert for taking his time to chat. And Electric, as always, man, I appreciate you all. Again, tomorrow's podcast, I will talk a lot more of my thoughts on this Dowell Loggins character. And, and uh, you know, will he be OC? Will he not? Again, it's per sources season. and But it does sound like there is a lot of smoke and there's a lot of traction. Uh, that Dow- Dowell Loggins may be the next offensive coordinator at the University of South Carolina. And if it becomes official, we'll react accordingly and we'll keep it moving. It's beamer ball to the moon. But, uh, you know, trust me, guys, you, you all know how I feel and I'm right there with you. And we'll see. I mean, that's all we can really say. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Appreciate you all. The love, the support on the merchandise side of the business, the Daily Crow, the podcast itself, all throughout our content. And uh, truly grateful for each and every single one of y'all. Uh, Again, thank you all so much. Have a fantastic rest of your Thursday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.